Are you gay? Do you know someone who's gay? If you answered yes to either question, hi, I'm Parker, and this is Parker's Pointless Podcast, where every week I talk about some pointless thought that was floating around in my little noggin. These topics will range from pop culture, to film and television, to politics, and to things happening in my own personal life, all of which I am not qualified to speak on, but because I am gay and delusional, I find the confidence and conviction within me to speak as if I am a professional. On today's episode, I'll be doing a live reading of my highly anticipated, critically acclaimed Josh Hutcherson fan fiction. So buckle up, because this is sure going to be one hell of a ride. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Parker's Pointless Podcast. It's me, Parker. Hello, duh. I hope you're having a wonderful Monday, because I certainly am, or whatever day you're listening to this podcast, I hope your day is going wonderfully. I know in California, we are now having beautiful weather, so I hope you're enjoying the sunshine. If you hate the sunshine, I'm so sorry to hear that, but I am loving it. So it's a very sleigh day for me. So um, as you could tell by the intro from this episode and the title of this episode, we are going to be doing a live reading of a very highly anticipated uh, piece of literature, if you will. Um, I will be reading and reciting my fan fiction that I had written for me in high school about Josh Hutcherson, the icon, the myth, the legend, Miss Peter Malark himself. Um, and I'm so excited to do that. I have told many of you about this uh, over the years, and I have not obviously let you read it. So I'm excited for you to be able to hear it today. Um, but before we hop into that, I just quickly wanted to take a minute to talk about something a little bit more on the serious side. Um, I'm sure as we've all been seeing, there has been a large amount of anti-queer rhetoric being used in politics. There has been a lot of legislation being passed that's very transphobic, that's, you know, targeting drag queens, targeting queer people in general, um, And it's very scary, very serious. Um, We need to be paying attention to all of this. Uh, It's happening in more states than not. I just looked it up. It is 45 states out of 50 states, not including Guam or Puerto Rico or the Virgin Islands. Like out of the 50 states, 45 of those states are currently trying to pass or are in the process of passing some type of legislation that is anti-queer or transphobic in some way, shape, or form. And this does include the liberal safe haven of California. I know oftentimes in California, we think nothing's going to happen to us here because we live in a pretty liberal space. Um, But there is a bill being proposed right now. It is not yet voted on, but it is in the process of. Um, I will link the ACLU website, which is where they have a database of all of the bills being passed, the description of the bills, you can read the bill itself. Just every state, state by state, bill by bill, passed, not passed. I will link that in the episode description on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So you can take a look at that um, and become more familiar with what's being passed. I'll just give you a debrief really quickly on what's being passed in California. Um, It is a bill that is very similar to many other states where if a child identifies as trans or queer, um, differently than how it was described on their uh, either birth certificate or whatever is associated in the records for the school that would require the school to let the parent know, which as we know from, you know, history of this type of behavior happening, this tends to lead to either 
like, and not all houses are, you know, welcoming of queer children. Not all spaces are, you know, safe for these children to be in. And this would absolutely like put those children at risk. So I don't need to go into much more detail about why this is bad because I'm sure you could, you know, put two and two together. But this is being passed in California and that is a little bit scary. And, you know, we associate all of this type of rhetoric with states like Texas, Florida, Tennessee, all of these types of states. But it's happening here too. So it's important to pay attention. It is important to vote. You need to vote in every election, general, primary, midterm, everything, because this these types of bills are being passed on a, a legislative level, on a state level, and we have the ability to vote. Um, obviously, it's not the only solution, and oftentimes it feels voting feels a little bit discouraging because we we constantly are trying and nothing's happening. But baseline uh, actions are voting. You know, showing out, showing out, showing up, and showing out. Emailing your representatives, being in contact with your community, your the local queer community that you are a part of or that you live around, support them, protect them, defend them, have these conversations with coworkers, family, everyone. Like this is a grassroots organization that needs the there needs to be a cultural change. So it needs to happen on a on a neighborhood level, community level, and we need to all be a part of participating. For one, if you're not a queer person and you have queer friends, you need to, like, we need to protect them because it's, everyone's at risk. Like, if it's not queer people, it's women. If it's not women, it's people of color. If it's not people of color, it's disabled people. Like, we are all, we are all connected, and it is coming for all of us. So, not to, you know, say that it's coming for all of us, that's why you should care, but, you know, let's be realistic. It's, it's going to affect everyone. So, if you are friends of queer people, please protect them. If you are a queer person, we need to acknowledge that these bills are directly targeting trans people. They are directly targeting black trans women, which are the most vulnerable members of our society. They're the most marginalized and they need the most protection from all of us. And as queer people, as gay men, gay women, cis people, whatever, if you are in the community but not trans or black, you know, we owe our everything to black trans women. They are the reason why we have rights. They are the reason why, you know, this conversation has been started in the first place. They're the reason why we have the culture that we have. Renaissance, the album that we all know and love, the reason, Miss Beyonce over here, the reason why we have that album is due to Black trans women and their actions and the the courage that they have shown. So we need to protect them, do everything we can. Please familiarize yourself with the bills being passed in your states and show up and show out because that is all that we can do. And yeah, so very serious. I'm sorry to, you know, bring down the energy, but it's serious and we need to talk about it. And I want to use the platform that I have to shed light on these things in any way that I can. So with that being said, hello, how are you doing? I hope your week is going wonderfully so far. Um, to answer your guys' questions from, or to answer the question from last week, which was F, Mary kill, rock, paper, scissors. I actually talked a lot about this with you all in person. And I got a very similar response from most people, which is the answer that is mine as well. So I'm going to kill the scissors, obviously, because girl, I don't need, I don't need to be doing all that. Obviously, shout out to my lesbian sisters. We love, we love you all, but I'm going to kill the scissors. So sorry. I'm going to marry the paper, obviously money, going to be marrying the money baby because I need it. And then going to fuck the rock. Sorry, but it's a diamond. So it's worth it for me. And that was what most of you all said. I got a little, you know, mixture of some other answers, which were quite funny. And I loved all your guys' explanations for them because 
they just made me laugh and I love the creativity that you all have. So thank you for your submissions on that. I so appreciate it. I so appreciate the engagement and I so appreciate all of you. And shout out to all of you all who come up to me in person or text me or message me saying you love this podcast. It truly makes my day and you all make me smile. So thank you for being here today and thank you for listening to this episode. So we're going to be moving into this week's pop and hot take of the week. So we're actually filming this episode on April Fool's, which my hot take is about April Fool's. And I I hate April Fool's. I hate this day because for what reason do you have to tell me that the first day of April, you all can be fucking assholes and pl- pulling pranks on me and lying to me and deceiving me? Like, why? Because it's the first day of the month? Like, that's so stupid. Like, I, what am I, am I about to drop off my check to my landlord and it does the check bounces and I'm like, ha ha ha, April fools. I'm not paying rent this month. Uh, I don't think I can do that. So what makes you think that you can pull a fast one on me, honey? Uh, uh-uh. and I'm, I'm a, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm uh gullible necessarily, but if I trust you and if we have a built relationship, why would I believe that you're lying to me? And why would you lie to me? Why would you take advantage of me and my trust in you? That seems like a, a like a moral character flaw on your end, not on mine. So April Fools, you can catch these motherfucking hands, honey, because I I can't with you, April Fools, and that is not a joke. That is serious. So April Fools, it's on site. So if you ever have a pop and hot take that you would want me to talk about, you can just DM me on Instagram. You could send me a comment on YouTube. You can text me if you have my number. You can message me on Facebook. You could, I don't know, if you know me personally, you could just let me know, honey, because I would love to talk about whatever you all want to talk about. So thank you all so much for your submissions, and I look forward to reading all of them. And just really quickly want to talk about this podcast in general. If you are watching this podcast, hi, I'm looking directly at you in the camera. Um, I would love if you went over and maybe listened to the podcast on Spotify, because I'm going to talk quickly just about, you know, the business side of this podcast, what it logistically looks like um, in order to monetize, which is the goal, obviously, because, you know, I want to take this place, want to take this podcast to the, to the clouds, honey. So just to give you all an understanding of how it works, in a 60-day window, which this podcast has been going for about 30 days now, so you need to have 100 listeners that does not mean 100 just individuals. It just means 100 listeners, per not per episode, but just in general. So if you all, if you listen to episode 1, 2, 3, 4, that's four listeners. So if you have any brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, moms, dads, two dads, two moms, uh, non-binary family members, trans cousins, sisters, brothers, whatever. If you have coworkers or maybe people who you go on runs with or people you play tennis with or pickleball, I don't know, whatever you do, share this podcast with them. Tell them to listen. Please, the engagement means so much to me. I would, I'm would, i so happy to potentially get into my goal of hitting that 100. I think I'm on track to doing that if this podcast continues to grow the way that it is. But thank you all again. I truly cannot say it enough that I would not be anywhere without you guys. This podcast is so important to me. I'm happy that you are all loving it as much as I'm loving the work that I'm putting into it. It is truly, truly so special, and you are all so special for being here. So without further ado, let's get into the beef of this episode, because I know that's what you're all here to do. So I'm just going to show you all a quick little view of the uh, pod, of the cover, which is also on the screen. So you, I'll take, let you all take a look at that if you're watching the visuals. Um, I'll also post the visuals on my Instagram so you guys and TikTok so you can see it. But this book 
book, lol. This this novel, if you will, novella, is entitled The Future Life of Parker Griffin by Courtney Smith. So just a little bit of background about this pot about this uh fanfic so that you know we could just really get into the nitty-gritty. This is truly so embarrassing. Like I I I have not stayed up late at night being so nervous because my, I didn't, but like I could literally talk about the most nastiest, the wildest, the craziest, the most insane things that have ever happened in my life without even flinching or batting an eye. But somehow getting into reading this this fan fiction it makes me puts me in such a vulnerable position that I truly cannot even explain. So I'm truly quite nervous, but I'm so excited so you could all hear it. But this is truly embarrassing on multiple levels. Level one. I did not write this fan fiction. Most people write their own fan fiction and it's their own fantasies in their head, which makes sense. I did not write this. My I literally commissioned this for my 16th birthday by my friend in my MUN class, Courtney Smith, who, Courtney, if you're listening to this podcast, shout out to you, girl, because you are truly an ally to my closeted ass self. So thank you for writing this. I cannot wait to share this with the world. This is truly a work of art. So I did not write this fan fiction. Level number two, most of the time, most of the time, fan fictions are either romantic, sexual, inner, like, you know, some type of something like that, where there's like, you're picturing yourself being in love with this person. And this fan fiction is so not that to a point that it is so like me and Josh Hutchinson, as you will see, are literally just friends, which is so embarrassing. <laughs> and so just, oof, baby. It's giving, come out of the closet doll. Like the, the closet that I was in was truly made of glass because mama, everyone could see. So, and you will all see that with every line of this, of this uh, fan fiction is so queer coded. It is but motherfucking nanas. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else embarrassing about this. Mm, you will, you will all see, you will truly all catch on as we're going along. But I am going to, you know, be reading and I'll be taking little breaks here and there to just explain context about certain things because I was a sophomore in high school. So I was 15 years old. So that was, mm, I'm 20, that was over 10 years ago. Okay. I'm 26 now. So mama, this is 10, 11 years old. So without further ado, we are going to be hopping into the fan fiction and I'll be doing a live reading. So my reader, my reader voice is going to be on. Also, I was sick last weekend. So if I do sound a little congested, the allergies, tr this this time of year are crazy. So that's why. So don't yell. But let's dive in to the future life of Parker Griffin. <clears throat> Based on the ocean view from the mansion's large living room windows, no one would ever know that Christmas was less than one week away. The waves splashed happily on the golden sand, hot from the touch of the sun in the cloudless sky. The beach was occupied all year long in Southern California, even in December, and even if the rest of the nation was under a few feet of snow and suffering from massive snowstorms. Bring, bring! Parker Griffin, it's the full name for me, Parker Griffin rolled his head to the side tiredly, looking from the ocean to his cell phone as it buzzed on his custom-made coffee table. First and foremost, I just want to point out, baby, it's getting rich. I, have a, I live in a mansion, I live on the ocean, and I have a custom-made coffee table. This is the life I'm trying to live, honey. I hope this happens for me. You know what? It's going to happen for me. Manifest it. Anyways, he stared at it for a moment, wondering if it was even worth the effort it would take to lean forward on the couch, pick up the phone, and look at the caller ID. On the second ring, he sighed and pushed his exhausted body forward on the couch. The past few months had been nothing but filming for Parker. You guys, 
Oh, let me just keep reading. Every day had been long, and they had almost filmed without wait, and they had filmed almost without stopping for three entire months. Finally, the producers Lucy Fisher and Douglas Wick. Those names are so funny. Had agreed to a week-long break during the Christmas holiday. The news had brought... You guys, I, see? I'm, like, getting blushy in the face. I, like, I... Whew. Okay. The news had brought a cheer from the actors and actresses, and Parker had high-fived his friend, Josh Hutcherson, in delight. Oh, mama. Also, you know, wanted to be an actor as, like, a high schooler. And, you know, when you're a kid, you just have so much confidence that you're like, I can do anything. Because, baby, why the hell not? Which, honestly, I admire the the confidence as a young person. I'm trying to find that confidence to this day. But I wanted to be a film actor. I was going to be Hollywood famous. I was going to be living in mansions. I was going to have paparazzi, honey. So that was the mission. That was the goal. So that is where this is all coming from. Okay. Back to the story. I high-fived my friend Josh Hutcherson in delight. This friend and fellow actor had called home as soon as he had heard the news. He hadn't seen anyone in his family with the exception of his mother in almost three years, and he was growing more homesick by the day. Parker had encouraged him to go home for Christmas, even if he wished that his friend would stay with him in California with him. Bring, bring. Gosh, okay, okay. Calm down, you stupid phone. Parker muttered, cranky from lack of sleep. He plucked the phone off the table and checked the caller ID. His bad mood slipped away like a sand toy pulled into the ocean current, and a smile lit up his face as if he'd he'd been showered in pixie dust. His fingers fumbled with the phone as he flipped it open as fast as possible. Hey, Jay Hutch, what's up? Peter, said Josh, his voice distorted by the phone. Parker smiled at the nickname. They were currently working on the film Peter Pan together, and Josh loved making up new nicknames for his friend every month or so. So just pausing really quick to just explain the Peter Pan of it all. Peter Pan gate, if you will. When I was in high school, I was literally dead set on, I mean, the confidence here, baby, unshakable. High school, dead set on being a performer at Disneyland. So check off that box, lay for me. Um, but I was dead set on being Peter Pan, okay? Being friends with Peter Pan, whatever you want to say. No one needs to get into any trouble here. But uh, I was dead set on being Peter Pan. And there was there was no question about it, baby. I was going to be that girl and you would not, there would, that was, that was the end of the, that was it, period, period, period. Um, obviously it didn't necessarily pan out for me, but uh, I had such a complex with Peter Pan, which I think anyone who does Peter Pan also has this type of complex. Can't tell you what it is. It's just, if you know, you know, okay? But that was, I was dead set on on this little red wig fantasy, honey, which is quite hilarious. But anyways, that's some context for you. Very embarrassing. Anyways, moving on. La, 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 la. A friend, okay. Making up new nicknames for his friend every month or so. Last month's had been Spider-Man, since Josh thought it was hilarious that Peter Pan and Parker's names combined were Peter Parker, Spider-Man's name when he wasn't beating up bad guys. Parker thought this month's nickname was a million times better than Spider-Man. Listen, Peter, I'm so sorry about the late notice, but I have a huge favor to ask you. Don't worry about it, Hutch. What can I do for you? From the background noise, Parker could tell that Josh was in the airport, waiting for his flight to Kentucky. They canceled my flight. Also, Josh Hutchison is from Kentucky. That is a factual fact. So just in case y'all didn't know, Josh Hutchison is from Kentucky. Parker stated or started, what? They just canceled it? Maybe there's another flight leaving for Kentucky soon. 
The snowstorms are still growing and they don't think it's safe to fly anywhere past Nevada. There's not another flight to Kentucky till Thursday, Josh explained. You're welcome to stay at my place until then, Parker said, making an effort to sound casual. He quickly did the calculations. The airport was about an hour from his house and it was already 10 at night. Even if they couldn't hang out today, that still left them mm, three days to do whatever they wanted until Josh's flight. He felt like screaming and dancing at the prospect of spending three whole days with the other actor. Honestly, the other actor, you better work. Thanks so much, Peter. I owe you, he answered in relief. Parker told him the address and hung up. As soon as he did, he leapt off the couch, squealing and jumping ecstatically. Gay. He was so excited that he actually peed a little. Honestly, damn. His tiredness completely forgotten. Parker had hurried to prepare his house for his new guest, starting with changing into a new pair of underwear and jeans. Breaking story. You guys, it's the peeing my pants for me. I should have been wearing some adult diapers, some pull-ups. Okay, back to the story. Two hours later, Parker sat in his entryway on the small couch facing the door. He had cleaned the house in less than an hour, rushing around and frantically making everything look clean and orderly, which also, that is so me. I will manically clean my apartment in two seconds flat, baby, if I know someone's coming over. He even cleaned the bathrooms, which he absolutely hated to do. I love cleaning the bathroom. That's a lie. He had a maid, honestly slay. He had a maid who came once a week, but he had given her Christmas break off. Oh, I'm so kind. So he was left to do it himself. Kindness ever, Dean. That's me. After the busy hour, though, the young actor had nothing to do but pace the entryway and anxiously wait. Finally, after he was too tired to pace, he had been sitting impatiently with his leg bouncing nervously. He spotted a taxi rolling up his long driveway. He forced himself to run into the other room, quadruple check that everything looked perfect, and then waiting for the knock in his door. Wait, there's some spelling errors here. Come on, Courtney. And then he and then waiting for the knock on his door. Dum da dum 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 thumb thump. Parker walked to the Parker walked to the door at what he hoped. You guys, I went to Kumon when I was in, you know elementary school because I was not that good at reading and I'm having a whole moment in my brain where I'm like can I read or is this just written wrong so I'm gonna read it as it's written and if it's wrong it's not me okay Parker walked to the door at what he hoped to be a normal pace as he chanted calm casual calm casual calm casual baby I was nervous it was gay 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 he opened the door knowing that he would be unable to keep a silly grin because it was a smile he always had when he saw his idol Jay Hutch, Parker squealed, giving him a huge hug. You guys squealed. This is so gay. Courtney is reading me down. So much for calm and casual, he thought sheepishly. Josh laughed and hugged him back. Hey, Peter, good to see you again. Thanks so much for doing this. Parker released his friend and said quickly, No, honestly, Joshy, it's a pleasure. Come on, I will show you your room. He grabbed the bigger of Josh's two bags led the way up the grand staircase as they dragged the luggage down the hallway. Josh appreciated all the artwork on the walls and the charm of his friend's house. Honestly, it's giving interior design. And, you know, if you've been to my apartment, my apartment's real cute. So, baby, the theme is running strong. You've got a really nice place, Peter, Josh complimented. I really like it here. Uh, you guys, I can't. It's him calling me Peter for me. Parker glowed with pride at this praise. Thanks! The younger actor stopped at a bedroom door and pushed it open. Here's your room. Bathroom's there, he explained, gesturing to the door opposite the bedroom. I'm at the end of the hall, over there. Honestly, my house is huge. Come on, Rich. Thanks. Good night. Good night. 
Parker set down the bag in the bedroom and wandered down the hall to his own room. He brushed his teeth and then collapsed onto his bed, smiling into his pillow before falling into a happy sleep. Honestly, smiling into my pillow, baby. I really can't. Ugh, breaking story. The next morning, for the first time in three months and against his better judgment, Parker slept in. His schedule had been so packed during filming that sleeping in hadn't been an option. And after so long without the opportunity, it felt like heaven to lie in bed and give his body some much-needed rest. Of course, this blissful opportunity came at a very inconvenient time, with Josh Hutcherson only three rooms away. You guys, my mansion is huge. I have so many bedrooms. The comfort of staying in bed until noon was completely ruined. He made it until 9 o'clock before he felt too restless to sleep. He stayed in bed for another 15 minutes, then quietly got up and took a shower. By 10, he had crept downstairs and started making breakfast. He knew that Josh liked eggs, bacon, and waffles, so he took out all the ingredients he needed and began cooking. The smell of baking food coaxed Josh to stumble down the stairs not long afterwards. Smells great, Josh said, still brushing off sleep. Thanks, Joshy, Parker piped, grinning. Here, have anything you want. Josh moved into the huge kitchen, complete with granite countertops and large cherrywood cabinets. You guys, I'm living for all the rich details I got in this house. He filled a plate left out on the corner for him with the food Parker had made and sat down at the counter facing Parker as he worked. Parker scraped out the last waffle and grabbed his own plate. He went around the counter and sat down next to the other actor who was clearly enjoying the food. It's giving top chef, honey. Gordon Ramsay found dead. Wow. Parker, this is amazing. I always wished I was a better cook, Josh mused. Parker blushed and said, oh, I'm sure you're amazing too. It doesn't take very much talent to cook. Honestly, anyone can cook, Remy the Rat said. Which, Remy, we're, you're, still on, you're still on thin ice, doll, because we got beef. That's back to the first episode in case you aren't getting what I'm talking about. Go listen to it. He he he. It's talent I don't have, I guess, Josh laughed. I can make sandwiches and bread, though, he's... Which, you know, Peter Malark, Hunger Games, makes bread, the whole thing. I also bake bread. Me, Parker Griffin, I have baked bread. Did it during the pandemic. It was truly a hobby and a habit. And it was delicious. Here, I'll make you a deal. I make lunch and you can teach me how to make something for dinner. Spaghetti or something. I've always wanted to know how to make really good spaghetti, which is hilarious because spaghetti is obviously not that hard to make, but whatever. Uh, okay, great, Parker agreed. Excited that they already had something planned. He wasn't sure what they would do today. Probably go down to the beach and surf as long as Josh is okay with that plan. Honestly, surfing, it's giving he ham honey. They continued to talk and laugh, finishing all the food and then washing the dishes together. Oh, I love that. So couple of us. As they cleaned up, Parker asked Josh if there's something specific that he wanted to do and presented the idea of going to the beach. Josh smiled widely. Yeah, I would love to go to the beach. There is one thing we have to do, though. My dad texted me last night and asked me for a favor. I hope you don't mind. No, not at all, Parker said, his eyes widening. What could his dad want from him? I hope I can do what he wants. Okay, please. Not I hope he can do what he wants. It won't be hard, I promise. In fact, it will probably be fun. My dad is an environmentalist, and he's been getting some cases that are unusual for him. He asked if I could go to Back Bay in Newport for him, just to check it out and send him some pictures. I'm not sure if it's Josh Hutchinson's dad is actually an environmentalist. No idea. But if that's the case, you better work, Miss Environmentalist. Wow. Do you work with him a lot? I had no idea, Parker said, horrified that he hadn't known this before. He thought he knew 
everything there was to know about Josh's background and family. Hi, stalker. Actually, no. I've only done two other projects for him, and for both, I'd known what to look for. This time, all he told me was, look for something beautiful or something that should have beauty that doesn't. That is so unbelievably cryptic. I really cannot. Which is the weirdest instructions I've ever gotten. See? Josh said, with his brow furrowed, he brightened and continued, but I guess that's what will make it fun. Anyways, we don't have to go today. Just... Josh paused as his cell phone buzzed in his pocket. A cheerful musical tone pierced the air. He threw an apologetic look to Parker as he picked up and asked, Hello? He paused and then cheered. Jennifer, hey, how are you? He paused again and then continued, Yeah, the same thing happened to me. I was going to visit my family, but all the flights were canceled. But where were you going? He listened. Oh, they definitely closed that flight. Really? So soon? Josh paused again and then hesitated, glancing at Parker briefly and said slowly, I'm staying with my friend right now. Honestly, hi, my friend. I don't know, Jen, dot, dot, dot. He trailed off again as Parker waved his hand to get his attention. The younger actor said softly, she can come too. But sighed as Josh grinned and turned away. Parker was very disappointed that he couldn't hang out with Josh, just the two of them. Gay. Like he had hoped, but he knew that he had to offer his home to Jennifer, whoever that was. How could he not? I'm Miss Hospitable over here. I'm kindness every day and Miss Hospitable. You guys, I'm the nicest person in the world. Josh hung up the phone, still looking relieved. Gosh, Peter, you're the best. That was Jennifer Lawrence. You'll probably remember her as Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> Katniss Everdeen for you guys remember Hunger Games. He said, laughing. Parker nodded, so he continued. She was going out to New York to visit some old friends and watch some plays with them, but of course they canceled the flight all the way across the country. The next flight is tomorrow, though, so she will only stay one night. Parker's heart lifted like an air balloon. A good air blimp, also on, on thin ice. Uh, like an air balloon, slowly filling with air. That's fine. As long as she needs to stay, she's welcome. A friend of yours is a friend of mine, Joshy. Wise words, my friend. Thanks so much. I owe you one. You can start paying me back by making that bread right now, Parker teased. This is so, like, this is sexual, honey. Josh laughed. That was faster than I thought. They spent the next hour making the dough. The, okay. Also, you guys, coming from an experienced bread maker, let's see what, how this goes. They spent the next hour making the dough, then began shaping the bread into loaves, and in one case, Parker's face. Which also, you need to let the bread proof before you do all that. But anyways, um, into Parker's face. Parker laughed so hard his stomach hurt and his cheeks ached as he helped Josh make the bread. And he tried to remember the last time he had so much fun. He gave up when Josh accidentally got some dough stuck to Parker's shirt. And Parker immediately retaliated by flinging a chunk of the sticky, messy dough at his older friend. I really can't with this older, younger situation, you guys. It is wild. The food fight escalated until the kitchen was completely covered in dough, flour, and whatever the two else, whatever else the two could get their hands on. Water, yeast, salt, a little milk, and even an egg. You don't use um, egg or milk in bread, usually, traditionally, so that's kind of funny. But anyways, but also, you guys, there's something so sexual about food fights, like, like throwing food at each other and, like, making a mess like that. It's kind of like, my, I'm, like, raising my eyebrows at that. Anyways, but I mean, you know, this closeted, closeted, closeted. So obviously like dripping, honey, dripping gay, gay sexuality. Okay, back to the story. When Josh and Parker finally collapsed, 
collapsed, you guys, please. Onto the sticky, slippery floor, laughing hysterically, they heard a loud knock at the door. Their laughter trailed off, and they looked at each other with their with wide eyes, seeing very clearly what a disaster they were. They both were, dripping with food. Honestly, dripping with food, that is a description. After a moment, though, their smiles returned, and they cheerfully stumbled to the front door, leaving a trail of raw ingredients, raw ingredients, you guys, behind them. Parker opened the door, Josh grinning close behind his shoulder. Jennifer squealed when she saw them, her eyes flying wide open as she took in the shocking sight. She opened her mouth as if she was going to say something, then suddenly burst out laughing. You two couldn't have waited. Oh, wait. You two, you two couldn't have waited for me before you had a food fight? Come on. Three is better than two. Mm -hmm. Ma she managed to say between giggles, man, you guys look ridiculous. Good to see you too, Jen, Josh said with a smile, reaching out to give her a hug. She leapt back and threw up her hands for protection. Oh, no, you don't, Petey. If I, if I can't be in the food fight, I might as well stay clean. And don't you dare touch my bags, either of you. Damn, she said, don't you dare. Josh and Parker compl complied, snickering. Josh waved a hand at Parker instead, saying, oh, and Jen, this is Parker Griffin. Uh-huh. He and I are working on a movie together. Parker, Jennifer. It's a, it's hilarious that I don't know who Jennifer Lawrence is when, like, Hunger Games is allegedly supposed to have already been out. And that is the reason I was obsessed with Josh Hutchison. But, you guys, this is a convoluted story. But it doesn't matter because it's tea. It's a pleasure to meet you, Parker, she said, nodding rather than extending her hand. And I can't thank you enough for letting me stay here. It's a beautiful house, by the way. Come on, beautiful house. Thanks, Jennifer. It's a pleasure to meet you, too, he replied. Josh and I were planning on going to the beach later today. Would you like to come? She shouted enthusiastically. Yes. Oh, I'm going to love it here. I just know it. It's the Annie, like the Annie the Orphan energy of it all. Where I'm going to like it here, honey. But you know what? My house is beautiful, so you should love it. Sorry, I keep getting sidetracked. Parker smiled and showed her up the stairs and to the bedroom at the top of the stairs. After they had finished making lunch together and the bread had finished baking, the bread meant to look like Parker was a little droopy, but Josh declared that it was close enough to the original. Oh my god, I'm being read. And both Parker and Jen agreed wholeheartedly. They ate and they changed into their swimsuits. They were close enough to the beach to walk, so they lathered on sunscreen and headed down to the small beach. One of the reasons that Parker had decided to buy this house, which I just think that, you know, me in high school, me thinking I'm going to buy a house, which now me being a 26-year-old adult girl, I cannot even think about home ownership. The, the fan, this, this is truly a fantasy. This is the fantasy of it all. The Josh Hutcherson interactions, that could happen. Me buying a house, girl, we'll see. That's, that, that sounds a little bit, you know, far-fetched. But one of the reasons Parker decided to buy this house was because of this beach. It was beautiful, and the waves were large enough to surf in, but the shore was small and secluded, so Parker and any other celebrities in the area could hang out at the beach, undisturbed by starstruck fans or paparazzi. Eh. Today, there wasn't anyone else on the beach, so Parker, Josh, and Jen were free to have so as much fun as they wanted without disturbing anyone. Josh and Parker taught Jen how to surf. And after a few hours and many failed attempts, she finally got up on her board and rowed into shore. You guys, the whole surfing energy of this, like, who do, uh, did I think I was, like, Johnny Tsunami or something over here? Because I, like, I surfed a little bit as, like, a young person, as a, like, high schooler or middle schooler or whatever. But, like, not in any type of way that would warrant this much surfing. But you know what? Maybe I should get back into it. That sounds kind of fun. Where did I leave off? Um, rode into shore. They cheered and agreed that her great success called for a break in the shade of their big beach umbrella. 
They lay in the cool shade, talking over the calming sound of the surf rhythmically crashing on the shore. The bright sun shone happily on the golden sand and the impressive rock cliffs that surrounded the comfortable little beach. Parker sighed contently as a flock of seagulls soared by overhead, and he thought to himself, I've never loved the beach as much as I do right now. <laughs> that is so drama. <clears throat> Pardon me. And that dog chased him all the way home to the school. It was sheer luck that a dog trainer was walking on his own, walking his own dog right by the school. And he just grabbed the dog and somehow kept control of it. The look on my brother's face, so priceless. Jennifer squealed with relish as the two boys laughed at the story. I teased him about it for weeks. Okay, your turn, Josh. Any cherished childhood memory? He looked thoughtful for a moment before saying, I remember once we had a trip here to California when I was about 10. My mom bought a kite for Connor and I. Connor being Josh Hutchinson's brother. I think that he might actually have a brother named Connor. I'm not sure. So if you want to fact check me and let me know, please do. But if he has a brother named Connor, Slay, you better record me with the, um, the dramaturgy. And we spent hours on the beach flying it. The wind was so perfect that day, and we went running over the towels of total strangers. Actually, I think I knocked over an entire basket of food once. The lady looked so shocked that I actually shouted an apology over my shoulder. And then I went back to running, he said, laughing with his friends. I had forgotten how amazing that day was, and I haven't flown a kite since then. It sounds like this was traumatic, honey. Jennifer stated, oh, I have a kite. Oh, I'll go get it right now. And she jumped to her feet and ran across the hot sand. Why does Jennifer Lawrence have a kite just in her bag when she was supposed to be flying to New York? No one knows. However... Wait, Jen, the keys, Parker shouted after her, and she turned and ran back, swiping up the keys and her shoes off the sand without breaking stride. She had jogged out of view before Josh and Parker had stopped laughing at her. She's crazy, Parker said. I'm so dead. Moving towards the beach umbrella that Josh was leaning on and reaching into the picnic basket for a granola bar. She's about as crazy as we are. She fits right in. Josh chuckled as Parker settled down right next to him, their shoulders almost touching as they watched the ocean together. Hi, gay. Parker's phone buzzed as he opened his mouth to reply, and he promptly snapped open his phone to read the text. This is in full bold. Let me show you. And you actually can't see it, so I'm not going to show you. But I'll just tell you what it looks like. All bold. Don't let Jay Hutch see your closet, winky face. Parker, honestly, see my closet. You guys, the gay metaphors in here are just too much to handle. Courtney was really onto something that I, even as I, a young person, was not onto. Parker blushed and shoved his phone back into his bag, but the damage had already been done. They were sitting so close together that Josh could very easily see the text in Parker's hands, and he looked up at his friend in disbelief. Wait, what did that say? Why can't I look in your closet? That's such a weird thing to say. Parker's face brightened even more until it was tomato red, and he silently sent every evil curse of bad fortune he knew hurling at the text sender. She had ruined everything. How was he supposed to get out of this mess? Several years before, when he had been fighting to begin his career, honestly fighting, baby, I was in the trenches, Parker had looked to Josh as a source of inspiration so zealously that he'd become obsessed with the actor. You guys, fangirl behavior. He decided that he needed a place that was solely dedicated to his hero, which led to the making of his shrine to Josh Hutcherson. You guys, that is wild. It was quite elaborate and included a wall of pictures, a collection of movies, and a bucket list of things to do, all focused on Josh. This is crazy stalker behavior. He even had a life-size cutout of him. 
If Josh ever found out about it, he, Parker, would die a most painful and cruel death from pure humiliation. Josh was more than a brother, more than family. He was an idol to Parker. But how could he ever explain what the older actor meant to him without being misunderstood? Parker forced a laugh. Oh, that? <laughs> well, it's actually kind of an inside joke. Uh, the first time she came over, we, well, um, I mean, she accidentally, uh, unpurposefully, I guess, opened my closet door and she, a bunch of stuff fell out because I hadn't cleaned, I cleaned it really quick and shoved all my stuff in the closet. Like, what little kids do. Haha, <laughs> silly me. Anyways, um, she teased me for a while that she wouldn't be my friend, you know, because I'd been such a slob. Parker stumbled to stop, finally looking at his friend in the eye hesitantly, seeking the other man's eyebrows, or wait, seeing the other man's eyebrows were raised skeptically, but that he also, you guys, what does this sentence mean? My brain just broke trying to read this. Let me start over. Parker stumbled to a stop, finally looking his friend in the eye hesitantly, seeing that the other man's eyebrows were raised skeptically, but that he also, that he was also smiling and holding back laughter. Okay, that makes more sense. Sorry, you guys, I can't read. Kumon kind of failed me. Maybe I should go back. Anyways, feeling a small burst of hope, Parker said quickly, yeah, I don't think it's funny either. It's definitely not important. He racked his mind for something, anything he could ask to change the subject. So, uh, how's Connor been? Has he gone to any more of those conferences for amazing problem solvers? You guys, what does that even mean? Parker was extremely relieved that Josh, although a bit still a bit suspicious, took the change of conversation in stride and didn't ask more questions about the text. Jennifer was soon back, tripping along the beach and yelling at them to get up and fly the kite with her. Soon the three friends were frolicking around the little beach, sprinting into the hot sun. They didn't stop until Josh stepped in a deep hole, almost twisting his ankle. It doesn't even hurt. It was definitely worth it, Josh reassured his panicked friends. But he did agree to go back to Parker's home. He walked back the entire way to prove that he wasn't. He really wasn't hurt. And both Parker and Jen were convinced by the time they got home. Though, Parker took a lot more convincing. Gay. Parker kept his promise and happily showed Josh how to make spaghetti while Jen took a shower. Soon the smell of food drifted tantalizing through the air. And as soon as it was cooked, they all loaded up their plates and ate. Honestly, they ate. Mmm, this is amazing. Thanks, boys, Jen declared between bites. All thanks to my teacher and master chef. Hi, master chef. Josh said dramatically, waving his fork, dripping with spaghetti at Parker. And my talented pupil, Parker said, inclining his head in a solemn bow before they all laughed. That night, the three friends lay out on Parker's enormous, well-manicured and... Okay well-manicured lawn and looked up at the stars shimmering like hopes and dreams anchored to the dark vast sea in the sky you guys let's reread that sentence because that is some poetry right there courtney really gave us the visuals that night the three friends lay out on an enormous on parker's enormous well-manicured lawn and looked up at the stars shimmering like hopes and dreams anchored to the dark vast sea in the sky the crescent moon smiled down from the heavens. Isn't it wonderful? They seem so close, like you can reach out and grab a handful, Jennifer said in a hushed voice, extending her hand and demonstrating. But she came back empty-handed. Ooh, keep trying. Maybe you'll get one next time, Josh said with mock encouragement, winking at Parker. Oh, use some imagination, Hutch. You can't deny that they are so beautiful. You're right, they are but they're very unimpressive if you've seen the stars the way they were meant to be seen, away from city lights, Josh explained. 
yeah, honestly, Josh Hutchinson is onto something because if you've been to Newport Beach, baby, you can't see many stars. Like the light pollution in Southern California is extreme. So you see about mm, three or four stars. Most of them are planets. Anyways, well, I'm not an astronomer. I, I don't know anything. So don't don't fact check me, okay? I know exactly what you mean. Parker agreed. Everyone's a critic, Jen muttered. They were all soon yawning and tramped in to go to bed, each one very satisfied and happy. And on that note, you guys, I'm actually going to bring this to a close. So I'm actually going to be doing this in two parts, okay? Because this is a, I should have said this in the beginning to have, you know, set your expectations. Um, but this, this fan fiction is 16 pages long. And as you could tell from the last reading I did for the last 30 plus minutes, I could not get through this whole thing in one sitting. And I obviously want to give, you know, more content, you know, because this is content creation. So I got to give you a part one and part two. It's, it's, it's giving Deathly Hollows part one, part two. It's giving Twilight, Breaking Dawn, part one, part two. It's giving The Mockingjay, Hunger Games, part one, part two. I got to give you the two-parter over here. So I will be giving you guys part two next week. It will be more drama, more tea. I can promise you it gets heated up in here, okay? So the, the stakes are high. And the drama is even higher. So I cannot wait to share with you all part two next week. It is going to be such drama, such tea. I cannot wait. And I, I hope you guys all highly anticipate the next episode where we conclude this beautiful work of fiction and literature. So with that being said, my we're going to move into my final thoughts of the week. Let's recap what we've been over. Support our trans brothers and sisters. Please be involved in local legislation, state level, county level, city level, everything. Be involved. This is serious. Two, um, what did I say? Mm, rock, paper, scissors. We've been new. Now, my hot take. April Fool's Day, it's on site. I'm not joking, bitch. And that's a drag race reference for those of you who get it. I'm not joking, bitch. Um, yeah. And Josh Hutchinson, truly, if you ever watch this or listen to this, I, um, I don't know what to say. I have, I have nothing. I usually always have something to say, but with this girl, I got nothing. So, um, you can DM me and we can like get lunch or something or coffee and like maybe kiss if you want. Um, if you're open to it, I don't know. I'm free. I'm available. So let me know, Jennifer Lawrence, if you listen to this too, you're an Oscar winner, so you probably won't. But if I catch either of your attention, I'm so sorry, but I'm also not sorry because I just had an earnest love for you all as a young person. And you know, Hunger Games played a huge role in my like queer awakening. Peter Malark was that boy. So if you have a similar experience, let me know. Comment, like, subscribe, subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to my Spotify page. Let me know. Reach out to me. Re-listen to my old episodes if you haven't listened to them. If you'd want to listen to them again, do it too. If you want to listen to them, put the volume on mute and just get me my streams up, baby. I would love that too. So any any of your engagement, any of your, you know, positive, anything you've got to say. I truly appreciate you. I want you all to know I love you so, so deeply. I hope you guys all have a great rest of your week. I hope you guys are highly anticipating the next episode, the next installment of this saga, because I am so excited to read you the second part. That will be coming out next Monday. I have new episodes come out here every Monday, every week. The content is free. So like, subscribe, tell a friend, share this. Sharing is caring and sharing is kind. So with that being said, I hope you all have a great rest of your week. I can't wait to see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Parker's Pointless Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review. Share this with a friend or both. Can't wait to chat with you all again next week. This is your host, the daintiest doll in town, 
Parker, signing off. Bye.